there is magic in the mundane, bliss in the banal. The day is your dharma. I'm your host, Amaryllis, Ayurvedic health counselor, yogini, and Akashic Records reader. And this is your life, Altered. A happy new year to you all as we welcome these frequencies of 2022. So many of us were um, incredibly optimistic at the beginning of 2021 and saying, you know, F 2020, what a horrible year it's been. But I think people have also had a challenging 2021. And um, I know that that has definitely been the case for me, that both years have been challenging for different reasons. And so I think that there's, with 2022, I think there's a different frequency that's coming in, but it's really going to show up in your life if you are on this path of evolution and growing and personal connection and connection to spirit. Um, And my guess is that's everybody that's listening to the podcast because you know, I I don't, you're probably not that person that's just like in the trudge of the day to day. Uh, and you don't even think about spirit, connect anything like that. you know, my, my vibe doesn't really attract those kind of people. So I think that there's going to be something different for 2022. And I'll talk more about that in upcoming episodes. But for today, I wanted to say that this is a part two. I was supposed to record this on Friday and then I got distracted because as I was going through the uh, Google Calendar, as I described in part one of the new year, calling in the new year, um, I realized that um, two things had happened. Well, one, it just you know brought up things about mom and I was grieving again. But I also realized that on the night of mom's death, I'm with her and we're having a great time. And then, you know, it's beautiful. And then the next morning when I wake up, um, there's a police officer at my door telling me to call my brother and I find out she died during the night. And so, you know, that's, that's really traumatic to be there the night. And then the next morning she's gone. Um, but then three months later, you know, as I'm going through my calendar, I realize the same thing happened with one of my teachers, Guru Jagat, and that that night before she died, and I knew she was in the hospital with a complication. Um, and so, you know, I knew she was in the hospital, but I mean, I, I don't know that anybody thought it was something so serious. So that night before I go to sleep, I have the phone next to me and I'm listening to this interview that she's doing and they're saying amazing things. And she had um, finished with one final saying that I was like, yes, yes, that, I love that. I was just giving such thanks to her and what she puts out into the world. And I paused the recording right there because I just wanted to end the night right there and just drift into sleep holding that in my consciousness. And then the next day I wake up and, um, I'm getting ready to go to work and I pull up Instagram and I see this image of her, but she's kind of lit up from behind. It's kind of this angelic glow. And I'm thinking, wait, did something happen? Wait, did she die? No. And so I have to go to a couple more places to look and see and realize, yeah, 
she died. She died that night, actually, while I was listening to the recording. Um, as I was falling to sleep, she, I think she was dying or had just died. And so both of those had happened. And um, just realizing that that was really traumatic, that, you know, within three months, um, I had that same experience of going to bed with this person full of life and um, having a great time and sinking into that. And then the next morning finding out, wait, they died, you know, you know, in, in less than a 12 hour period. So all that to say, I'm late. I meant to do this on Friday and here it is January 2nd, the morning of January 2nd, but things happen in the time that they do. And sometimes we just go with that and honor that. So, um, we're already in the new year, but that doesn't mean that it's too late to do reflection. It's, it's never too late. And even if you're listening to this and it's, you know, March, then do it at the spring equinox. I mean, quite frankly, I think this, um, can be revisited four times a year. You know, we do it for the equinox and then summer solstice and then revisit all the intentions and goal setting resolutions at the fall equinox and then again around winter solstice. So you have these four anchors throughout the year that can help and guide you. So this doesn't have to be a New Year's only practice. So today is the second part of calling in the new year. So last time I was asking you to reflect back and really see all the things, the amazing things that transpired. And, you know, some of this, you know, brings up tears like it did in my case. And a lot of it brings up joy. And for me, it brings up a feeling of success because I did do more than I think that I did. The mind doesn't always remember so accurately. And I feel that that's also the case for many of us. So for today, this part two, it's just a few questions and you can pause or you can write them down, come back to it another time, or just listen to the question, pause the recording and, and do it. But this is really about reflecting for yourself. And I would write it down. I would always write it down because then you can go back to it and you can see your growth. When it's written down and you reflect back, you can actually see the patterns of thinking. Because sometimes I go back, like from the podcast last week, I go back through my journal and some of the things that I was mm, thinking about, pondering on at the beginning of the year just aren't an issue anymore. They, they're just not even around. And I think, oh yeah, awesome. You know, I, I transition through that. I move through that. I alchemize that in whatever way. So today is really what I call mining your regrets. And so I'm going to ask a few questions that, you know, are really just reflective questions, but then there's a couple in particular. So let me just actually go through the questions. And then when I get to the one um, in particular about the regrets, then I'll talk about this. So you can start off first with just how you would describe your year. How was this year for you, 2021? And you can even add in there um, what aspects have changed 
And this could be divided into professional and personal and spiritual. So what aspects have changed? Next, you could reflect upon what is it that you're most grateful for in 2021? And it could have been something that was challenging, but you know, here by the end of it, you're actually really grateful for the experience or the lessons. How was this year different than 2022? Or excuse me, 2020. You may have still had challenges during this year, but they may have been different challenges or the challenges of 2020 you were able to move through. Um, so celebrate that success, um, even if there were different challenges in 2021. Next, you could ask yourself, were you actually aligned with what you wanted for this year? So if you look back at those 2021 goals, intentions, resolutions, plans, how in alignment were you with them throughout the year? Those could be any goals, be they personal or professional or in relationship to spirit. And then really, my big question is, what is it that you regret about 2021? So there's this idea called mining your regrets that I learned from Kate Stillman. Um, she's an Ayurvedic health practitioner and I'd always been afraid of thinking about what I regret. And this was several years ago, but I've now come to this place where I realize and through her teaching and how she guides this is that you want to go in and I say mine, you know, like going into a, a deep mine because you can go in there into your regret and then pull out what can be, um, used or reintegrated or those nuggets, those gems that you can bring out from the regret. So there may have been, been things that you wanted to uh, do or to live or to experience, whatever it is that did not happen. Go into that feeling of regret because that's going to inform you about what really matters. You know, if there was an intention, you're like, Ugh, you know, I didn't really care about that actually. And you don't care that you didn't do it, then, eh, you know, maybe it was just like something that was really lighthearted that was just on your list. But the things that you regret and have that in your heart, that's something that's important to you and your soul. And it needs to be tended to attention needs to be given and so as you're mining your regrets you're sinking into this feeling of oh this matters this really mattered to me and it didn't happen or I didn't do it and we'll get there in a second 
So you're mining that feeling so that you can really work with it and accept that this is something that matters a lot to you. And once you have this feeling of the regret and this acknowledgement that it matters, you can begin to um, look at why. Why is it that that thing or those things didn't happen over the course of the year? And this isn't coming from a place of blame or um, being hard on yourself, blame and shame. Um, it's not about accusing others, like it's because of so-and-so that they took up all my time. No, no, no. This is just an objective look at why didn't it happen? And most of the time, it's really on ourselves that we didn't carve out the time, that we weren't intentional about our planning, that we just let the days slip by, or, you know, whatever it is, it's usually because of us. And so very rarely is it something that truly is from the outside that swoops in and just changes everything. And so in my case, I was looking at, um, you know, everything was just like powerful and good until April. And then mom got really sick and then she died. And so for the rest of the year, I, things were just very different. And I had a different set of priorities and desires. So that's an example of something coming in. And of course I was grieving. So it's an example of something coming in that was beyond you and beyond your control that changed things and kind of reprioritized things, rearranged things. So most of the time it's within your control and it's within um, your capacity and your free will to, to do something. So you're looking at, well, why? Why didn't these things transpire that I really wanted? You're looking at loving self-honesty, holding yourself in a very compassionate place and lovingly saying, because of this and that and this. So once you have these regrets mind, so that you really feel, oh, this hurts. When this such and such doesn't happen, it hurts. It feels bad. And you lovingly look at why. Now you can take this and for the new year, rethink just slapping it down on a piece of paper and never looking at it again or rethink how you um, work with this intention because if you repeat the same actions or inactions another year could slip by and then when you when you do this you know next year in December or January of next year, then you're going through the same thing. And this is how a lifetime slips by us. You don't want to be mining regrets at the end of your life in your last days. We want to do this at least once a year. I honestly am um, going to be setting the practice to do this, as I had said, on solstices and equinoxes, that these are anchor points for revisiting my intentions and my desires and my goals, my plans and reassessing and, and um, 
yeah, just reassessing. So you want to move into the new year knowing what needs to be different. And if you're carrying something from the past year into this new year also, because you still want it, right? It, you still want this in your life. You still want this to happen. Then you have to rethink how you're going about it. You have to rethink and reconsider and re-engage with your desire for this so that you can, in a different and more conscious and more passionate and reinvigorated way, bring this into your life. In mining your regrets, you bring out the gold. You bring out that gold that serves you in your life and that illuminates and invigorates. So that's my call to everybody, and I'll be doing this myself, is to reflect on the past year with those questions, but also, and in particular, what is it that you're regretting? And what can you glean and gain from that? And how will you, if it's something you still want to carry forward, how will you bring that into this new year, 2022? And take your time. Take your time really thinking about, well, if it didn't happen last year, then what's going to change or be different for this upcoming year so that it does happen? What are those action steps or the support systems or the resources um, or the allocation of resources needed in order to bring that into fruition, to blossom in your life? All right, everybody, happy 2022. I will be following this up with uh, this coming week with um, another podcast about intention setting. So there's no rush for this. You can revisit this at any time. It doesn't have to be a hasty process because the more conscious and aware you are and you know, moving into the year. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Had to stop the recording because, as you probably heard, my daughter was trying to FaceTime me. So I took her a call because I love seeing her beautiful smile early in the morning. So um, back on track. You want to be conscious and aware as you move into the new year and set these new intentions. So... With that, I will officially close out the podcast and stay tuned for part three about the intention setting. All right. Blessings to you all. Happy 2022. Remember that spirit guides, but never decides. How will you choose this hour, this day, this week at the altar of your life? Thank you so much for listening. If you feel called, subscribe to the podcast leave a review, and share it. Also, connect with me and discover more on Instagram at amaryllis underscore Fernandez. Until next time.